This is the Wednesday, July 21st edition of the Daily Wager podcast. Everything you need to know about the action that's taking place tonight and beyond, settle in, and we're going to get you locked and loaded in 10 minutes with everything you need to know heading into the betting day. All right, boys and girls, welcome back to the Daily Wager podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated daily fantasy app. Alongside Tyler Foldrum, I'm Joe Fortenball. And with, we begin with a very hearty congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks and their wonderful fan base, the first championship for the team since 1971. And in the process, Tyler became the only team in NBA history to come back from multiple 0-2 deficits and go on to win the title. Unbelievable run for Giannis and company. Yeah, Giannis delivered one of the uh, most brilliant finals performances uh, we may ever see with a 50-point effort, 17 of 19 from the charity stripe as well. Just imagine if Giannis, you know, gave his normal percentage from the free throw line. If he was, instead of 17 of 19, if he was 12 of 19, which for Giannis is about on average, we have ourselves a game down the stretch. Those free yeah. throws were quite literally the difference between Phoenix getting within, you know, four or five near the end and having a tie game, uh, which certainly would have changed the complexion of the uh, of the game and maybe allowed Phoenix to get back to a game seven. But Giannis was just quite literally remarkable, peerless, flawless on both ends of the floor and almost perfect and flawless at the charity stripe. So uh, congratulations to him. He now has two MVPs, a finals MVP, a defensive player of the year, a most improved player. You know, he, he's vaulted himself into the top 20, top 15 players of all time. For those who haven't seen it, check out his post-game press conference when he talks about not running to join a super team, doing it the hard way, doing it the old school way, building something and sticking it out, sending a message to the rest of the NBA. It was absolutely phenomenal. Let's turn to the diamond. I know this is a game we're both going to be on tonight, but we're taking different approaches. It's the Cubs and the Cardinals. First pitch, 8.15 p.m. Eastern. St. Louis is a minus 125 favorite. The Cubs are coming back at plus 115, over under of eight runs. What are you thinking? Well, you know, I am a Cardinals fan, but uh, I just don't have a lot of um, faith and inspiration in this team right now. I, I think the Cubs, after what they did uh, in the ninth inning off Alex Reyes, can build off that. So I like the under, total of eight. I like the first five going under as well, which is a total of four, uh, with Adam Wainwright and Kyle Hendricks on the bump. Uh, you know that Wainwright, uh, very capable real-life pitcher at this point in his career, especially at home at Bush Stadium where he's comfortable with Yadier Molina and those big dimensions. Uh, Wainwright is still a very good pitcher at Bush Stadium. The thing is, Kyle Hendricks, you may not know this, Joe, because you don't watch every Cards Cubs game, but I have for the past five or six seasons. And Sorry Kyle to hear Hendricks, that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Kyle Hendricks is an absolute Cardinal killer. In his career against the Cardinals, he is 12-3, and three, a 2.82 ERA, a 1.06 whip. That's 147 innings pitched, so almost like two-thirds of a season. Pretty significant sample size. At Bush Stadium specifically, he is 5-1 and one with an even lower 2.73 ERA, a 1.08 whip, and that's in 56 innings pitched. So essentially like, you know, 10, somewhere between 8 to 10 starts. So again, not a small sample size. Kyle Hendricks, with his command, his control, and his off-speed stuff, for whatever reason, has always stymied cardinal bats and a lot of those bats you know even though nolan arenado is new he has seen a lot of them time and time again in this lineup so i have a feeling that again based off that momentum the cubs built hendrick's gonna go out and shove i think wainwright's gonna pitch well but with alex reyes the best reliever now unavailable for the cardinals 
big advantage in the later innings for the Cubs, who will have the availability, availability of most of their better bullpen. So I think the Cubs win. I'll take them on money line plus 115. I'll also sprinkle a little on the Cardinals team total going under three and a half at plus 115. Maybe play those two in correlation because, again, Hendricks has always been good against them, and the Cubs have a great bullpen. And even though the Cardinals likely want to bounce back, I don't think it's the spot where they get it done. Uh, I appreciate the insight. I appreciate the analysis. <laughs> Not saying anything's wrong. I've got two bets I'm going to give you in baseball tonight, and they both follow a similar trajectory, starting with the Cardinals. I'll play them at minus 125. It's all about the bounce back spot. Huge lead going into the ninth inning yesterday, and they absolutely blow it. I think you're going to get a great focused effort tonight. You're going to get the same thing from the next team I bring up in my second bet to elaborate a little bit on Adam Wainwright. Look at the home road splits this season on the road, 5.35 ERA at home, 2.84. The Cubs are three and 11 over the last 14 road games. And as bad as the Cardinals have been this season, they've been half decent over the last few weeks, 10 and seven over the last 17 games. I know it's nothing to get excited about, but they haven't been as putrid. And I think as a result, pricing wise, there's some opportunity there. So I'm going to play the Cardinals at minus 125. I'm also going to play the Giants at plus 143 over the Dodgers. Similar situation. Absolute choke job on behalf of the Orange and Black last night. Led 6-2 to two after five innings. Took a 6-5 lead into the ninth. And the Dodgers came up in the bottom of the ninth and went walk, walk, three-run home run, courtesy of Will Smith in a pinch hit roll. And that was all she wrote. Big bounce back spot for the Giants. We don't know if Mookie Betts is going to play. He's missed three straight. Justin Turner and Max Muncy got hit by pitches last night and left the game early. We don't know if they're going to play. Even if they do, I'm still backing the Giants. Logan Webb, the right, he's going to go. April ERA of 4.13. Since that time, 2.93, and he's been incredible in his last five starts. 1.13 ERA, that includes a win over the Dodgers. During those five starts, the Giants are 5-0. and Meanwhile, it's going to be Julio Urias for the, the Dodgers in two starts against the Giants this year. Eight earned runs over 11 innings pitched. I like the price. I like the spot. So I'll play the Giants at plus 143 over the Dodgers, and I'm going to play the Cardinals at minus 125 over the Cubs. Let's turn our attention to some golf since it's Wednesday. The 3M Open from TPC Twin Cities in Blaine, Minnesota. Michael Thompson is your defending champion. The field includes only eight of the top 50 and 26 of the top 100. You and I will talk about this on Bet later today, ESPN Plus and all of ESPN's digital streaming platforms 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific. But what are you thinking for the podcast? Well, I'll give you uh, some plays that I like. One specifically is kind of a situational spot for our buddy Louis Oosthuizen. Now, Louis was great at the Open Championship. Didn't quite win, but this is not a major. Louis, we like the target when the stakes are the highest. One of those four weekends of the year where a major is being played. Tony Finau has a matchup against Oosthuizen here at the 3M Open. I I wouldn't be surprised if Usain withdraws before this thing starts or just like Phil Mickelson doesn't have the juice coming off of a disappointing finish at the Open Championship and doesn't quite take this as seriously as he does um, last week's event. So Tony Finau, even money versus Louis Oosthuizen, a tournament matchup. Finau, we know at these smaller, weaker field events with him still trying to get over that hump and get his second win is likely going to be a little more motivated. He finished third at this event last year. Did Finau a T3 and 23rd in 2019. So he has history here that Oosthuizen does not. And I just like playing Finau when the field and the event is of this caliber 
versus if it was a major, I, of course, would take Louis Oosthuizen in this matchup 100 times out of 100. So that's kind of a situational uh, play I have there between Finau and Oosthuizen. Another player I like is uh, Emiliano Grillo. At top 20 at plus 140, he's one of the best ball strikers and players in the world. Not one of the best putters. But this is a course layout that's going to set up for guys to give themselves ample birdie and eagle opportunities. So I don't need him to putt great. I just need him to putt a decently well to finish inside the top 20 at plus 140. If he puts great, he could win this thing at 35 or 40 to one. So think about that. But this is a course that should set up well for his skill set. He'll give himself a lot of scoring opportunities. And you're going to need to score probably 18, 19, 20, maybe even 22, 23 under is going to win this tournament. So Grillo top 20 plus 140. Finau even money versus Hazen in a tourney matchup. All right, here's a few coming your way. I'll take Matthew Wolf at 28 to 1 to win this thing. He won here in 2019, was tied for 12th here in 2020 last season. Uh, good performance at the US Open not too long ago, T15, so the form is solid. 28 to 1 is a really good price, in my opinion, for a guy who's played very well on this course. And look at the rest of the field. Again, there's only eight of the top 50 and 26 of the top 100. I would have thought he'd have been closer to 20 to 1, maybe a little lower. 28 to 1, I'll play it on Matthew Wolf to win. Charles Schwartzel to make the top 20 at plus 200. So it's 2 to 1 odds. He was third here last year, and quietly, he's been having a really solid season. Tied for 26 at the Masters, tied for third at the Byron Nelson, top 20s at the Wells Fargo and the U.S. Open. And then finally, I'll give you a four round matchup. Hank Lebiota, minus 115 over Chris Kirk, 34th or better in both of his starts in this event. Lebiota. Fantastic recent form. His last three events, tied for fifth at the Travelers, tied for fourth at the Rocket Mortgage, tied for eighth at John Deere. Kirk played here last year, finished tied for 41st. He's missed the cut in four of his last seven events, so the recent form isn't there. So those three golf picks again, Matthew Wolf to win it at 28-1, to one. Charles Schwartzel 2-1 to one to make the top 20, Hank Leviota minus 115 over Chris Kirk. Real quickly, before we say goodbye, since we're going to get thin with the content moving forward now that basketball is done, we'll start rolling out some pro and college futures in the football department on the podcast each day. The Buffalo Bulls, I know it's not going to get anyone all that excited. Play them under eight wins. This shouldn't be eight wins. This should be adjusted. Buffalo last year was 6-1, and one and they went a perfect 5-0 and oh in the MAC. So everyone just assumes they're going to come back and be a beast again. But I don't think anyone's paying attention to the fact that they lost the entire coaching staff to Kansas, when Les Miles got dumped well after the season ended, not something Kansas was expecting to do, they had to panic and make a move late. They hired the former head coach at Buffalo, and he brought his entire coaching staff. Then as a result, the team lost 10 players to the transfer portal. They went out and hired Maurice Linguist. Linguist last year was coaching the defensive back position for the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't know what his recruiting skills are, and I don't he didn't have a lot of time. He's never coached a game in his life as a head coach. So keep that in mind. I think they're going to struggle this year. The Buffalo Bulls under eight wins. Anything you want to throw out? Do you want to bet against that just on the way out the door so that uh, you can claim victory when this one blows up in my face? No, I'll, I'll wait to see if uh, who's right about tonight's Cardinals-Cubs game. And if there you I go. Take the, uh, I take the L there, then maybe I'll try to come back over the top of you with the Buffalo Bulls. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, you can catch Tyler and I today on Bet Mondays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific uh, every week. You can catch it on ESPN Plus and on all of the social media channels, ESPN's Facebook page, Twitter, all that good stuff. Daily Wager today, 6 p.m. Eastern on ESPN2. We've got a lot coming, including NBA draft props. 
believe it or not. But that's it for today. 10 minutes of the bets you need is promised. Do us a favor and subscribe, rate, review. If you get a chance, good luck tonight. We look forward with, to talking with you again tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm.